This is the Future Motion Podcast with your host, Michael Steinberg. What is up? Oh man, how is it going guys? I am so excited to be here right now and to finally be doing this. And I just want to give a shout out to you and anybody listening here right now because this this is a little bit of a dream come true. I'm I'm so amped to finally be doing this. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I just again can't give you enough props, especially for being here for the very first episode. <laughs> give you guys a little idea of where we're gonna be going with this whole podcast. Um, we're kinda gonna be talking about motion design and everything in the industry with primarily focusing on kind of what's coming down the pipeline and where um, the industry is going. And my angle that I'm probably gonna be taking a lot of times, and I always like to dive in, is VR and AR. I think those fields are going to explode in the next 10 years. And I think that there's not a lot of artwork made for it yet. And I think we're going to be like having so much work come in, we're not even gonna know what to do with it. Um, so anyway, but we're still gonna be going over everything from like Illustrator, you know, and illustrations to, uh, you know, going to After Effects and to Cinema 4D, Blender, Houdini, you know, you name it. And obviously going to be going into a Unity a little bit and uh, Unreal. And we're going to be covering Substance Painter and, you know, all the plugins and everything. So I hope you guys are excited to hear about that. I am going to be rambling a little bit here just for the first episode. But we are going to go. And one thing I want to try and do is just get you the information. So the first part of the show is just going to be a little bit of talking for the first minute or two. And then... There's going to be a second part which is coming up and that's going to be the update and that's going to be where I'm just kind of giving you some cool updates of the week. I might miss something so feel free to shout out to me or if you guys know something's coming down the pipeline, feel free to send me an email or you know whenever I get some messages or you know somewhere for you guys to comment feel free to do that as well because I love being a part of a community and I think that's one of the coolest and best parts. Uh, about being in our industry. But yeah, so anyway, that's gonna be kind of the second part is just me giving you guys some updates of what's happening. And then the third part is we're always gonna have an interview. I'm gonna do an interview every single week. I'm gonna try and bring in some awesome VR artists, some, you know, the Unreal people. I'm gonna be bringing in everybody. Uh, this week we even have an After Effects artist. He's a great friend of mine. His name's Nick Beretta. Uh, he's kind of, when I moved to New York, was the first motion designer I got to meet. So it's an honor to have him on. And uh, yeah, we're going to be every week getting new artists, new updates. And um, yeah, they're going to be quick, you know, punchy and everything like that. So and as well, I want this to be something you guys enjoy for anybody that's listening. So any feedback, especially at the start that you guys have, if you want more interviews or more information or better updates or anything like that, you just let me know and we're totally down to pivot that direction because um, I'm just here and I'm excited and uh, I want, you know, whoever's listening, you're just as much of part of the journey as I am. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, this is kind of the rambling part in the beginning and we're going to jump right in here. So let's go on to our next, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Already messing up. Let's go into our next session. Yeah. This is the update. 
All right, all right, let's get into it. We have had a lot of information come out this week, so we're just gonna go ahead and dive right in. Now, well, I wanna say before we do that, there is a lot of information that comes out every week. So while I'm talking, if you guys wanna hear more or less of certain subjects or different types of program software, anything like that, please just let me know. As well, keep in mind, with all of these subjects I'm going over, I'm gonna briefly be going over all of this. On the YouTube page, there will be links to everything. So if you want to dive in and read more about it, Please do. I definitely and highly recommend it. So coming up first, we have the Lynx R1 headset. What this is, is it is a essential Oculus Quest combatant. It is probably one of the first headsets I've seen that can go head to head. They are essentially the same on specs, but they're also adding an additional AR capability with RBG coloring. So I think that is gonna be massive. Now granted, they are saying that the price point is gonna be below $1,000. That is a bit pricey, but that's the price you have to pay in order to defeat the Zuck. <laughs> and guys, I'm not gonna lie to you. I might scrap up some coins and try and help them out. I'll be a beta tester. I'll throw my sword in the ring. I will help them. I think some healthy competition is going to be great for our industry. So I'm excited. We'll give you up week to week updates on that. Um, also as well this week, it looks like Netflix and uh, Sandra Rhimes signed a new deal, which is apparently going to be bringing pure VR entertainment to Netflix, which makes sense. I mean, they were streaming movies when everyone said it was dumb, and now they're jumping into another new industry that many people might call it, well, you know, pr pretty dumb, or maybe even jumping the gun, if you will. But when it was with streaming, it was the same thing. I remember thinking to myself, why would I wanna watch one of these eight movies that they have in on, on a TV in my house where I have high quality Blu-rays and high quality HD DVDs. Ooh, those were so good. Remember those? <laughs> and why would I want to instead watch a movie streaming when it's going to be laggy and glitchy and, you know, I've only got 15 MPS upload. This isn't going to work, you know, all that stuff. I got dial up, whatever. Anyway, I think if Netflix is doing this, this is some pretty interesting stuff. And I'd love to see what direction they take with all this. As well, coming up, we got the Unreal Marketplace. Now, granted, this was two weeks ago, but this is the first update, so I have to share with you guys. Unreal, every single month, comes out with a free section of assets you can download. That's right, free. And I'm talking about amazing assets. This first one, Dreamscape Nature. This is an entire level of just beautiful artwork that you can download. You literally just download it, jump in, and you can rip out all the assets you want and just make some amazing artwork. It's awesome. They've also got Magic Circle Creator, which is 
it pretty much looks like amazing magic particles with summoning spells, if you will. Free, just dozens of them. And they got a whole bunch of textures here and as well a foliage pack. It kind of almost looks like it'd be Forester plugin. It's all free, guys. You're not losing anything. Highly recommend every month, get these assets. So those are there, just sitting there waiting for you. You know, you just gotta stick your hands out and catch it, so. Um, also, little off topic, but do want to mention just because Valve, you know, Valve Oculus Index, that they're a big part of the VR industry. So just throwing this in there for anybody interested, they do have a new gaming console that is officially coming out. Um, it's called the Steam Deck, and it's basically a powerful handheld PC that looks like the Switch. It's pretty rad and I might actually get one since it's only $399, but I'm seeing that you kind of have to reserve it first and they don't come out until December. So keep that in mind, but you know, why not? An awesome PC handheld console and as well, if you got Bluetooth mouse and keyboard set up, that's, that's, I don't know. I get I get a little bored with my Switch. I play Smash on my Switch, you know, but that that's about it. And I, I get a little tired of that. Also, MoGraph.com is doing some cool things, especially MoGraph Camp. Um, if you guys got an extra ticket to that, feel free to throw your boy a ticket. We'll gladly, <laughs> gladly go with you. Uh, I, I, that is one thing. I am so upset. I, I missed it by a few hours. I kind of forgot. I think I woke up late or something that day. And I just, by the time I looked at it, they were already gone. So there are some things if you they did announce if you are on the waiting list. Some people are dropping off. I'm on the waiting list. You might just keep checking your emails. You know, they might be sending you something saying, hey, did you want to come? We got an extra spot. So don't miss your spot on that. Also, MoGraph is doing amazing, cool giveaways this week. This is wild. They are doing, and well, so the first one they're doing is uh, Winbush's Unreal Class for free. They're giving a free Winbush Unreal Class. What up? What up to that? really cool. Uh, I've taken that class and it was a great introductory class. Uh, if you check my Instagram, uh, Michael Stein Media, you'll, you'll see one of the things I did based on his class. It's really cool and it, and it shows you how powerful the engine is and that software and how much we're going to be seeing it in the future. You'll get a real quick understanding of that if you haven't used it before. Also, they're giving away now this is the crazy one. I think this is amazing. Two one year subscriptions to Houdini. Plus the don't be afraid of Houdini class, which I am currently taking. Uh, it's a tiny bit dry personally for my taste, um, but dang, do they go over everything. And it is just a book of knowledge of a class. I mean, it is a thick, knowledgeable class, and they do an excellent job explaining everything, and they're very thorough, and it's super simple. He makes it very simple to understand. All the intimidation I had about the program, completely gone. Um, 
So I highly recommend if you are interested in signing or participating in these classes, well, to participate, essentially, you have to make a one minute video telling them why you should be the one to get this. And I believe you have to submit an art piece and they'll have a panel of judges kind of critique you and say whether you're good or not because they're like that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how their judging process is going to go. Uh, and as well, make sure you look up the details for the exact requirements in order to enter. But yeah, anyway, guys, that is the pretty much update of the week. And just want to let you guys know, it looks like as well, if you want to have more updates, and this is a big one, July 27th, we are going to be doing in Brooklyn, a future motion meetup. We've been doing those last year. I think we, I was calling them the ARVR motion meetups or just the Brooklyn motion meetups. I don't know. They were fun. A lot of you came out. We had some amazing guys come out. We had render times. We had Tokyo Megaplex. We had everybody and it, it's a good time. I get everybody, you know, free shots. So please, if you're in Brooklyn or Manhattan, Jersey, anywhere in the area, Come on by. It's July 27th at Dromedary Tiki Bar in Brooklyn. It's in Bushwick. And, you know, follow us on Instagram and you'll get the updates on that and see the flyers. All right. I think that's everything. Yada, yada. My mouth is dry. We're going to go ahead, take a sip of beer, and we're going to be jumping into part three. Let's do it. Get ready for the interview. The interview. That is I the love interview. that intro music, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, so we are here with um, my friend again, Nick Beretta, um, and we're just kind of going to dive into his life um, and see, you know, just talk about it and see what got him into the industry and, you know, where he's at right now and what, what he loves. So um, with the first question, man, I'm just going to ask, like, let's just give our audience like a general view here. So what do you do exactly? So I'm a motion designer. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to uh, elaborate from that. Um, All right. Next question. No. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I work primarily in After Effects. I do like 3D. I'm into 3D. I use Cinema 4D um, uh, quite a bit. But my main bread and butter professionally is I'm definitely in After Effects uh, After most effect. days. So what? Like how and why did you get into this field? Because I feel like with motion designers, none of us at the age of like five was like, I want to be a motion designer. Right. <laughs> right. At least we didn't have those words. I mean, like <laughs> I, I wanted to do something at least ancillary to, to this from an early age. I, I remember my sister dragged me to an anime convention and I was like, must've been like, like 11 or 12. There was a booth. I think Maya had a booth there or what Maya was before that. I think maybe they called it something different and they were like, you know, showing all these walk cycles and whatever. And I just like, I got like a super charge from that. I don't, I don't know what it was about it, but I wanted to, to learn more about 3d, whatever. And I went home and I pirated, I mean, I, um, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I legally I, bought at the uh, age of eight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> pirated, uh, <laughs> one of those early versions of Maya and didn't do a whole lot with it. I, you know, there, there wasn't like a robust support like there is now. They had a 900 number. 
um, that I called up and for like a few times because like I couldn't like like some vertices weren't cooperating and I didn't know how to like you know like do the right thing so I called them up and they they charged by the minute for help and they were actually <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of that's how the they did it you know a lot of money yeah. yeah yeah so I did that and I really didn't do much of consequence but I always had that in the back of my mind and as I I moved on and I you know grew up and and whatever i i ended up going to school for biology and i have a degree concentrating in neurobiology so that was like my that was my plan like i i wanted to become like you know a phd work in science whatever uh but once i was kind of involved in academia i i just realized that it wasn't for me like i just was not i was just was not interested so what got you from that path it sounds like you had a spark that faded and then we went down uh... right because i'll I'll always love science like but i just kind of realized i'm like oh i can read about science and just sort of get that same charge (laughs) without being involved in you know that that kind of like Mm. hierarchical bs and you know whatever so there i was i i was still relatively young I, i was just out of out of college and i said like whatever you know what was the first thing that i ever what that I ever wanted to do. And I, I kind of looked back and I started doing research and I discovered, you know, motion design and motion graphics and whatever. I actually had a few friends that were in the field, uh, Dylan McCarthy uh, being one of them. And, you know, he was a really supportive friend. And I, you know, I, I went to him and I was like, listen, like, do you think that I can do this? And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, just like, wasn't even like a, like he didn't skip a beat. He was yeah. just like, yeah, you can definitely do this. So I, um, I, I got a job at a little cheese store and was a cheesemonger while I put together a reel and I got a, an internship in the field and the internship, you know, turned into more opportunities and more opportunities turned into better opportunities. And, you know, now I'm here and I never looked back. Wow. That's, that's good. You worked at a cheese store. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Which like really, showed me hard work (laughs) you know like it was there were hard days and it was like an old school italian cheese store on the lower east side uh that was still hanging on there and it was uh, you know it was it was tough work it was you know six days a week most of the time but you know it got me to where i wanted to be and i'll 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 always love her for that wow didn't know your uh, starting animation was so cheesy, but uh, oh, got him. <laughs> Sorry, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that's the podcast. Yeah, no, um, so <laughs> oh man, so how long ago was that? Like, when did you kind of make? Would you say you started once you left that job and kind of went in full time into motion design? Uh, so that was 2013. Wow, um, I went okay, and so uh, literally, yeah, while, you know, as soon as I found a studio. Um, that was willing to, to pay me a very, very low rate. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I mean, I was, I was very new to the industry. This was like, you know, an internship rate. I'm not, right. I'm not complaining. Um, I just decided I'm like, okay, we're done with the cheese store. We're, let's, we're, let's make the leap. We're using after effects. Yeah. Then. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I was, uh, I was making educational, um, content. Um, which, which was fun. So I got to use a little bit of my degree, you know, I knew how to, how to deal with like, you know, large amounts of data and whatever. Um, but here I was there to visualize that data. Yeah. And it was, it was a great opportunity. Cool. Well, uh, so, I mean, I, it sounds like you've been using after effects the most time, but it's, it's the question I have, and I'm just going to ask, like, mm-hmm. would, would you say after effects is probably your favorite program right now? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I mean, it's, it's like, 
you know, there, there, there are just issues with it as, um, one, as the industry grows, as technology grows, as, as all that happens there, you just sort of like wish that there was, you know, that there, there was something like a little bit more, uh, how should I put it? It feels like Rube Goldbergian at this point where it's just like, there's a lot of things built on top of it. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe, maybe it's time for something fresh yeah. here. So that, that's, that's kind of like how I feel about After Effects as a program. Uh, that being said, it gets the job done. Yeah. And what's really important is that everybody in the, it's an industry standard. So we all kind of communicate on that level. Right. Which is, which is important. Cause like sometimes like, you know, like you can do things in other programs, you can do motion graphics in blender. You can do motion graphics and I, I, what's the, the, the GIMP alternative to <laughs> like, there's like an open source program. I, I'm, I'm I think sorry you said blender, on. right? I mean, well, yeah, blender is open source, but there is like a sort of an after effects alternative mm, kind of oh, like how not... GIMP is to Photoshop. Okay. But are people going to be able to open up those project files? Are people going to be able to um, just kind of pick up and run with that? Right. You know, that that's that's the big thing with After Effects is that it's so ubiquitous that you can, you know, as a freelancer, you can just jump in, download the project files, and, you know, you know what to do when you're off and running. Yeah. I feel like that's an interesting, too, you're interesting, but, like, about the program and especially you started on the program and it's still a program that's industry standard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, with After Effects, like, I completely agree. Like, it's like you're almost looking for something else, but it's still what everybody uses. And I also think that what's – maybe I'm wrong here. I've never really necessarily talked to any Adobe staff, but I feel like it's just something where when a problem arises, they heavily rely on plug-in creators and users to kind of fix the problem. Because I'll sometimes – a lot of times like, oh, this is so annoying, and then – boom, there's a plugin, you know, or boom, somebody else develops the thing. And so it's like, I want After Effects to like kind of step it up and make it for free. But yeah, it is definitely something that it keeps up I strongly based on its users. You do know? you think that they do that on purpose? I, I, I'm i not, not to put my like conspiracy hat on, yeah. but like, do you think that they do that on purpose to build a, a more robust community Absolutely. Ar- around I, it? I, I like, think... so we're like creators and, you know, whatever, start making more money and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I think 100% After Effects, the reason why After Effects hasn't done anything new is because I think they would be shooting their, themselves in the foot almost because everybody that is dependent on it with their plugins, imagine if Saber was gone. Imagine if VC console was gone. Now imagine all of these creators, everybody, you know, copy, pasta, whatever, you know, um, uh, what's but that's the, one I use every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of my favorite composite brush. If you haven't had composite brush, you got to get composite brush. Um, you know, all the all these amazing creators who have made their entire livings off of just helping After Effects. They make a new program, and it's like they're cutting all of these people off, or they're gonna have to start completely fresh. So I think that is probably got to be one of the biggest hurdles ever. But that's my little conspiracy theory on it. But who knows? You know, I at the same time I don't really care. Just make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Just give me a better program. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've Red Giant built in, but um, you know, but whatever. Cinema owns them, so or Maxon, but you know, just make your. Well, won't even get into that rant right now. Um, coming up is my next and my favorite, favorite question. Do you have any pocket advice 
for people in the industry, just based on your ex example, just maybe, it could be a word, it could be a phrase, or it could be a story. Um, but just what what's one thing in the industry that like, through your experience that you feel like you could share with everybody? Um, well, I mean, I think I think that that sorry, it's just, it's a tough question because I I I've actually been thinking a lot about about this in general about like. What advice would I give to myself mm. uh, much earlier on? And I think those I think would just be basic life advice, like just like <laughs> you know, just have faith in yourself. I probably yeah. would have dove in sooner. You know, I, I would have you know taken a little bit more action in terms of just saying like he, you know here I am, this is my real you know blah blah blah. I think that I did um, go through a stage where I was not as confident. Um, and you know, I think, uh, what you need to realize is that when you're getting, you know, into the industry that most people are just looking for you to do the work, you know, and if you're going to, uh, to do the work and if you have a solid work ethic and if you're going to sit down every day and get it done, that's the most, that's the most important part. Yep. So just, you know, just show up and do the work. And if you can do that, you can absolutely get into this industry and you can absolutely do well. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think just the longer I spend in the field, the more I realize that nobody knows what they're doing, right. you know? And it's like, if you just like tell yourself, you know what, I, it's okay if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to just kill it and I'm going to put in all the work I can and you know, you'll be fine. Right, um, right, exactly. Every, everybody's trying to figure out <laughs> like this as it goes because it's just it's one of those industries that is you know what if you're a learner if you're someone yeah. that is going to commit to learning and learning things and continuing like there's never going to be a moment where you're there with the learning where you're like all right i know everything come to me with all your questions blah 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 because by the time you get there the industry is going to be changed yeah and i think that's the most important skill for this industry is just like be committed to learning yeah well, there's a two for for you guys. That's you uh, be yeah, be really into learning. Um, that's super huge. I couldn't agree with more with that. And just you know, be someone that's willing to put in the time and do it. I mean, it's so easy to get down on yourself. And you know, if you can just say I can do it, which it sounds so easy. Like that's the sure. easiest thing. It's really tough right. to do, you know. Right. And, well, I mean, that's how I learned cinema. Yeah. Is just saying I can do it. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> You know, like, I, I guess I did have experience previously with Maya, but I remember um, being an intern and someone walking up to me and saying, like, oh, can you get X, Y, and D, uh, uh, Z done in, in cinema? And I go, uh, and she goes, I thought you knew cinema. And I was like, I, I can get it done. <laughs> and I just, you know, and I, I had to, I had to, I had to you know, burn some extra hours yep. to get it done and to figure out how to get it done. But... It, you know, it was that uh, confidence and that commitment to learning, really, and then that fear, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> that kind of drove me because I was like, oh, my God, I said I can do this. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the best way to learn, I am a big believer in it, is definitely diving in the deep end of the ocean, you know, yeah. and, and you learn to swim real quick. Sure. So I got another question here for you. What is the best or uh, your favorite project that you've ever worked on? If you can, if you're allowed, just talk about it. Hmm. Um. You know, I I think the best projects that I've ever worked on, um, are the you know like, 
I think that my, my favorite ones have just been the ones where I, I've really enjoyed the team dynamic. Mm. Um, if that's not a cop out, because like I'm trying no, to think no, about, no, I'm no. trying to think about like what I'm I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not yeah. um, currently, because I've, I've just kind of had some fun things in the works uh, right now. Um, but that I think that that's like my my favorite thing is just like uh, a project with a really strong team dynamic that hopefully you're not really working too late on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that team dynamic to be the thing pushing you over hours. Right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, so we have one last question here, and then we'll kind of see where people can find you at. But where do you see yourself, and I know this is a guessing kind of game here, sure. but where do you also see the industry will go in the future? Cool. So I'm actually um, in a period of transition right now, which, I mean, has been uh, great so far. So when I when I first um, started in the industry, I kind of just went from uh, permanent role to permanent role, staff job to staff job. And I'm kind of just diving in freelance now for the first time, which actually has been working out really well. So I do see myself moving in that direction uh, more just sort of building out that client base and, and and kind of taking on those 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 freelance roles. It's been great because like you know the projects change and uh, lately I've I've been kind of uh, well I'm not because we're we're still in covid times I I guess I'm not physically walking into these studios but I'm I'm on these Zoom chats and I can just sort of see a lot of these burnt out staff people where they're not like I guess they're either burnt out work-wise or you know, this is their like 900th weekly standup over Zoom <laughs> and they're not so thrilled about it. But here I am just being like just super psyched about this like completely new thing that I get to do. And it might not be new for them, but for me it is. Yeah. Um, and I think I and it's been giving me a charge like literally every week. Like I'm like I'm getting charged up because it's it's novel. It's new. And, you know, maybe for the staff people there, it isn't new, but for me it is. Um, and I think like I want to chase that a little bit. I mm. want to um, continue chasing the novelty that's in the industry. Like let's not get pigeonholed. Let's just move from project to project, from excitement to excitement, and really just like kind of chase the joy. Cause like I don't know if it has something to do with like being ADHD or whatever. <laughs> when I'm at a staff position, I reach like this point where I'm like you know a year, a year and a half. And even like if the projects slightly change, the way that we do them doesn't, and the people don't change, and the four walls that I'm staring at don't change. And I guess what I'm trying to describe is monotony. I don't know why I'm using so many words. <laughs> um, but like so far in freelance, I've been uh, able to avoid the the monotony. But I, actually, I wanted I want to plug one thing as far as uh, equipment goes. And Chris Rutledge, Tokyo Megaplex, turned me on to this Parsec. Oh yes, it's yeah, been parsecs incredible. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, and I guess why I'm trying to tie this to like the novelty and and change and whatever is that I've been able to connect my laptop with. Well, I guess I should start. If you don't know what Parsec is, uh, Parsec is a remote streaming program. So you can stream, you know, like what's happening on the desktop to another desktop or a laptop to a laptop or or whatever. It's just system to system. And With they the had a controller an, user interface as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they um, they had originally intended it 
for video games. So like, let's, you know, make a, a streaming platform that will go uh, 60 frames a second um, and uh, be true to color. But guess what that also works for is motion design. So I've been able to stream what's happening on my desktop, which, you know, is a lot more powerful than my laptop, uh, straight to my laptop. So I can go, you know, anywhere in my apartment, I can go to a cafe, I can go to wherever and still have that render power, still have everything hooked up. And I don't need to sort of like mirror that. I don't like, I have all my plugins. I don't need to go like, oh shit, I forgot my plugin for this laptop. I need to reinstall it. Right. So that has been really, really great for me in terms of keeping that novelty around because like even just getting to like walk around in my apartment, be in a new room, be in a new place, um, not just at that same desk that I've been at for a year. Mm. I feel like that's long winded, but no. uh, yeah. but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that I'm 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 chasing the novelty right now. Um, so as far as uh, where the industry is going, uh, I think that is a really interesting question right now um, in terms of uh, remote work. And we've all known, everybody that's been in this industry, we've all known that there's no reason for us to be in the office. <laughs> we've all known it. And yeah. we've like communicated yeah. that to our bosses and we've, you know, like whatever. Um, but it's it's never, uh, it's never really uh, been proven until we had to do it. So I think we're kind of standing on a precipice now where like, you know, where, where do we go from here in terms of where we do this work? Mm. Because this has been a very New York, LA, Vancouver, Toronto job. But, you know, now, now we're sitting here in, in New York City paying really high rent, doing remote work. <laughs> you know, like maybe we're going to spread out a little bit. So yeah, maybe, um, maybe that, um, you know, $500 house in North Carolina sounds pretty sure, nice. Sure, right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when we all joked about yeah. during COVID, but I think that that might actually become um, a reality yeah. in, in the future. Yeah. So um, I look forward to seeing, you know, what, what happens with that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm here in Brooklyn playing, paying high rent also, so... We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, hey, Nick, it was amazing speaking with you. Thanks so much for being on the well, podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate man. you having me. I've uh, loved all of your answers, and uh, this was really fun. Well, so real quick here, just want to wrap things up. Um, where can uh, people find you on the internet? Maybe see some of your work or uh, keep cool. updated. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a social media lurker lately. <laughs> um but you can you can always get me on my website nbaretta.com b a r r e d a you know and 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 that's that it's got all my contact info on there but you know hopefully you know maybe I'll make a triumphant return on uh, <laughs> you know on, on social media at some point but. or the TikTok that yeah that's what it'll probably yeah. be yeah I'll do I'll do TikTok <laughs> well awesome man well thank you so much again for being here and for everybody listening thank you and um yeah make sure to stay in touch subscribe do all that fun uh jazz because we're gonna be doing this every week so thank you so much uh, future motion podcast out